The great comparative literature and mythology professor Joseph Campbell once said, follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And doors will open where you did not know they were going to be. The spirit of the podcast is to learn how former Wego Wildcats followed their bliss and for us to get inspired and learn from their stories. Welcome to Wego Places. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at West Chicago High School since 2001. Today's guest is Jessica Munoz, class of 2010. Jessica earned her degree of a Bachelor of Science, Biology Pre-Health, and minored in Chemistry and Spanish from St. Xavier. Currently, Jessica is an MD candidate at The Ohio State University College of Medicine, class of 2021. During her work at The Ohio State University, she had the opportunity to travel to Soweto, South Africa, where she was a scholar doing research for the HIV Vaccine Trial Network. Of the work that she's most proud of during her undergrad is at a Corliss High School in Chicago. She founded a program in order to help inspire students to attend college. She started an after-school program, mentoring and tutoring program, formed workshops against violence and anti-bullying. All right, we are here with Jessica Munoz, class of 2010. Um, Jessica, I got to tell you, when I thought about starting this project and interviewing former students, you were really top of the list because of so much that you've accomplished. And I was wondering if you could maybe start off with just telling us what it is that you're working on right now. So right now I'm trying to get my mind to go back into school. I actually took a year off from medical school for like personal reasons and just to get myself back in the game. So I'm actually working on some research. I'm analyzing research that I did in South Africa on HIV that I will be presenting at the end of May. And I start school in a couple days. So I'm getting ready for that just to go back into my clinical years. So I will be starting my third year of medical school at the Ohio State. And I will basically just be in the hospitals working all day and studying. But the first two years were just, you were in the classroom, you did some clinical clinical work, and now it's just all clinical work. So I'm excited for that. Is your uh, primary focus going to be on HIV? Uh, how did you uh, come to focus on that as your, your research? Uh, no. So I actually just really wanted to, when, so after your first year of medical school, they, they want you to really do something during your summer that's like research involved. And so I really wanted to travel abroad. And I, I ran into the opportunity of being able to uh, go to South Africa through a program that paid for everything. So they paid, they paid for my travels and my stay. And so part of that contract was to come up with a project that I was interested in. And I don't have a specific focus yet, but I am interested in like global healthcare and immunology is something that I am kind of interested in. And so I kind of just thought, you know, it would be nice to just go to South Africa. You know, Johannesburg is where I stayed. And that was a place that there's a lot, there's a lot of HIV um, issues. And I wanted to just learn more about like the stigma that still exists there. And that's why I kind of went that route. Jessica, you have traveled so much, 
even prior to this, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about um, where you've been and those types of uh, activities that you were doing there in terms of your work and um, and all of your volunteering throughout the years. Okay, so my first time traveling was actually when I was in high school. So my senior year, I decided I was taking French and I decided to go to France and my parents didn't really want me to go, but I got the money. I was working a lot and decided to go. And so that was my first time when I actually traveled abroad and it just really opened my eyes to just just wanting to see more than just America. And so ever since then, I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to travel. And so um, my first time traveling on a medical service trip was during my college years. I I started to just find ways to fund my trip to go to Tanzania and Africa. That would be my first time going to Africa. And so I figured out a way to get the money. I'm always trying to find ways, cheap ways to travel. And so um, I'm glad that it worked out. And it was just an amazing opportunity to to go to Africa to really see what poverty was like and 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 have my own opinion of things because I think sometimes people would tell me like, don't go to Africa, you know, it's, it's too scary or something bad will happen. And I was just kind of like, I'm going to go and I'm going to see how it goes and, and, you know, try to help however I can. So I was there for about three weeks and it was an incredible experience. I loved every moment of it. And, and then after that, I went to two years after my trip to Tanzania, I went on another service trip to Peru. Uh, and so I was able to do some medical service work there as well. And, and it's nice because I get to see medicine in a different in a different way because there's different diseases in different parts of the world. And so it's it's nice to see what else is going on, what are things that I haven't been exposed to and, and how do they treat these things in, in other places where they don't have the resources that we have here in America. And it also just makes me grateful for everything that I have, including my education, because I've met a lot of people along the way that don't have access to not only healthcare, but education. And so there was actually this little girl uh, back to my, my time in Africa. Her name was Doreen. I met her when I was in Tanzania and she just kept saying she really wanted to be a doctor, but she was seven and kept saying, I know that I can't do it, but I'm going to try. And so it's just very encouraging and reminds you to, you know, take an opportunity, every opportunity you can to further your education and kind of just go out in the world and explore. Uh, so after, so while I was in Peru, I also went to Machu Picchu, which is, you know, one of the wonders of the world. And that was also an incredible experience. And I just, you know, after every trip, I'm like, okay, I want to go this, I want to go to this place now. And I just kept adding to my list. So I'm trying to remember, I think after I went to Peru, I went to Costa Rica with my brother and my sister. And I've been to Puerto Rico and then, um, then I went back to South Africa, you know, the year after after I finished my first year of medical school. And after I did some of my research, I decided to go on my own and, and travel to some other places, some local places. So I, I went to Durban, which is in like the very southern part of, of South Africa. Uh, and then I also uh, went to Zimbabwe and Zambia. And so I just really love to travel and to see other places and meet people from all over the country, all over the world and just what, kind of learn from them. 
What an amazing experience with all the things that you've seen and all the people that you've met and all of that. How would you say that? I, I think you touched on this in what in the last question, but I was wondering how even a little bit more, how has all of this traveling, meeting people, how has this prepared you uh, for your, uh, maybe when you do become a, a, a physician and a doctor? Yeah, so I think one of the, I think one of my strengths and one of the things that I just really, that make me want to travel is being open-minded. And I think that as a future physician, you know, I'm, I'm able to speak, I speak Spanish fluently. And then I also speak a little bit of French, you know, I've forgotten some, but I still know a little bit. And it, it just, you know, learning about other struggles that other people have in other parts of the world. And also, you know, places I've seen in, in America that, you know, are struggling with a lot of poverty and, and other healthcare issues just really make me a more open-minded person. Like just even simple questions. Like when, when I see patients and I tell them, you know, you're going to need to get these medications. It's like, you don't just think about the medicine that they need. You have to think about the fact that they may or may not have healthcare insurance. They may not have the transportation to pick up their medication or, you know, you may think they're not getting better because they're not taking their medication and maybe they don't care about their health, but there's a lot of other things that are happening. And so it's important to just be aware of all those other, you know, social aspects of, of their life that are impacting their health. And so I think that's really important that sometimes people who don't have the opportunities that I've had may not even think about it. So, you know, it just really, it really makes you think about, you know, other things that you otherwise wouldn't think about. Yeah, it's great that you, you touched on that because that actually leads into my next question, which is how did you know when this was your particular path? Like, was it a combination of confidence or how did you know that you even had the, um, the, uh, aptitudes and strengths to want to pursue such a rigorous, uh, career field? So I was actually in high school, I was taking human anatomy physiology during my senior year. And I, I took the course as an elective. So I just thought it would be a course that would, you know, help me understand the human body. But, you know, I, I didn't have to take the class, it was just something that really sparked my interest. And so I, at that point, I had already decided I was going to go to college and become a police officer. I was a police explorer at the time, and it just seemed something that was, you know, not too complicated. It was just, I didn't really even need a college degree, but I wanted to learn more about law enforcement. And so my experiences with police exploring, you know, it just really made me feel like, you I can do this. It would be fun. But when I took this class, my first test that I got back, I got a C. And that was the first time that I ever got something below like an A. And so I was very upset. I spoke to Dr. Murphy and he was like, did you study? And I said, uh, no, I usually don't. study." <laughs> and then he's like, well, Jessica, you have to study for this course because you can't just show up to class and expect to get an A. And so I was really involved with, with sports. I was playing tennis. I was playing badminton. I was you know, also doing other things like snowball and um, the police exploring and, and I was working as well. So I just didn't really feel like I had to study until that point, you know, in my high school career. And so that was a really exciting moment for me because I, 
I saw it as a challenge. And so I told myself that I would get an A in the class and I would figure it out. And so I ended up learning just how to balance my time better and how to prioritize my school first. And then I ended up getting a B plus on the next test and then an A and then another A. And so finally I ended up with like, I think it was like the, like the third highest uh, grade in the, in the class. So I was just very proud of myself because I was starting to really enjoy learning about physiology and science and everything just started to make sense. And I also thought he was just an amazing professor and I would always ask him questions about, you know, his patients. And then I realized one day, I don't want to be a police officer because I had this whole idea of, I want to be a detective. I want to do like CSI Miami things and show up when, you know, they die. And then I just felt like, you know, I want to be someone who, helps people, but I want to help them while they're still breathing and, and something that I really enjoy, which is science. And I feel like it would also be a challenge. So I actually had a, a full ride to Western Illinois for law enforcement and criminal justice. And that's, and that's a great school for law enforcement too. My yeah. best friend uh, went there for the same thing. Yeah. It's one of the best colleges in the country no for that. And so the moment I decided I was willing to give that up, I was like, yeah, I need, I need to go, I need to become a physician. Like I never even thought about anything else. I don't know. Maybe it was just because I knew Dr. Murphy and I, I wasn't really exposed to like nursing or anything like that, but I just, that was the moment when I realized like, okay, if I'm willing to, you know, just let, let this full ride go, then it's because I'm very passionate about it. And so he, we had a conversation about how difficult, you know, the, the process was not just because of the sacrifices and how long the career is, but also because of how expensive it was. But I, I told him, you know, I, I want to do this. I, I just, you know, I need some guidance with how to do it and, and how everything works. Because at that time I had no idea how, you know, what kind of exams I needed to take or, how medical school worked. I didn't know any other physicians really that, you know, I, I could talk to about this. So he helped me with that. And, and he, he said, you know, I, I, you can do it. You just, you have to, you know, uh, believe in yourself and, and just work hard like you have. And so that's kind of what, I mean, I've, it's been difficult, but um, I have two years left, so it's going somewhere. <laughs> So uh, can you uh, remind me again, what are you, so when you're coming back to the fall and you start, uh, I'm sorry, when you start uh, your work uh, and you resume this, um, can you describe to me what your next, your your last two years of med school will be? Yeah. So, okay. So after your second year of medical school, you have to take this licensing exam. It's called the uh, United States Medical Licensing Exam Step 1. And so it's a nine-hour test. And that's part of the reason why I took a year off, because it was a very challenging exam that covered everything you learn in the first two years. And it also determines what specialty you can go into. And so you just want to make sure you do very well when you when you take this test. And there were a lot of things going on in my family that just, you know, I was not ready to take it. And I decided I'm going to take some time off. It's okay if I do. And it was a challenge, but I was like, okay, this is, this is going to happen. So I took the test and I did very well. And I'm very happy that it's behind me because it was just very difficult. But now the next two years, all I have to do is I just have to go through different rotations. So for example, this third year, I'm going to start off with doing family medicine rotations. So I'll be 
working with uh, pediatric physicians and, and working with the team. So anybody who's involved in their medical care and, and I'll be seeing patients and just learning more and applying everything I learned the first two years to patients that I'll be working with um, within the next two years. So, so I start off with family medicine. You do that for about like three months or so. And then uh, family medicine and pediatrics, and then I do surgery, and there's all different kinds. So I'll do a little bit of like OB/GYN and general surgery or orthopedic surgery, and then after that, after my surgery, then I do internal medicine, which is more like endocrinology and uh, gastroenterology and things like that. So, so then after I finish all of those, I have to take another licensing exam at the end of of my last rotation. So it's a lot of, you, you do like three months of work in the clinic and then you take a test and then another three months in the clinic and a test and you keep doing that. And then you take a test that involves, that covers everything you learn during, during your third year. And then during fourth year, it's very similar. You're still working in the hospital and seeing patients and all that and taking exams, but you have more time to really focus on something that you really like. So by that time, by the end of third year, you should know, okay, I want to be a pediatrician or I want to be an OBGYN. <clears throat> so you can target your fourth year to, to become more competent in that field so that when you apply for residency, um, you know, you've done You've done a lot of work and, and, and you can even do away rotation. So you can go to different hospitals in the United States and and work there with different physicians and, and different programs and even do some like global healthcare uh, abroad, which is something I want to do. And so and so then you apply for residency. And then when you apply for residency, they use all your scores. They use what specialty you want to go into. And then there's a computer system that will rank. You can rank all the all the hospitals in where you may want to go to. And then the hospitals will rank you as well. And then there's like a big NFL type selection for for medical students to figure out where you will spend the rest of your training um, which is paid for, but you don't get paid as much as an actual physician. But you'll have your, I'll have my doctor degree by the time I graduate by then. Ah, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. All the work that you've done already to get there. Yeah. Um, so Jess, kind of like maybe our, our last question here, and I'm so thankful for you've been so generous with your time today, is... Um, what are what are some tips for success or words of uh, of wisdom that you could give the students uh, that are going to be listening to this uh, conversation um, that will uh, help them kind of similarly um, kind of meet the challenges and kind of find their bliss the way that you have? So I feel I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day because she was asking me, you know, how come you do all these things or like when you never stop? And, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just a very motivated person and, and I, I can go into, into that in a little bit. But I just told her I, I'm that type of person who's always willing to not be afraid to take risks. And I think a lot of people are scared and don't, they have dreams, but they don't actually want to accomplish them because they're afraid of failing or something going wrong. And I think that 
that's what sets me apart is that even if I am, some people don't even know, but I might be scared just because I'm doing all this doesn't mean that, you know, I've never had self-doubt or I've never been afraid. Of course I have. There's been times where I don't want to do certain things, but I tell myself, you know, it's a sacrifice and I have to put in the work. And so just putting yourself out there and even if you do fail, you know, learning from your mistakes, but I think if you can't, I think the only failure is if you don't try. And so I think more people really should just try to forget that they're afraid and just still, you know, attempt to do whatever it is that they, they want to do in life, especially if they think that they know exactly what it is that they should be doing Then finding every way that you can in order to, to achieve that. And I think that a lot of people miss out on amazing opportunities just because they're afraid. So I feel like that's, that's one of the big things. The other thing I would recommend is learning how to ask for help. So a lot of people are too stubborn and have too much pride to, you know, admit that they need help. But I've realized, you know, I, I was that way myself when I was younger, but then I realized I can't do this alone. I need people to support me. I need people to be there for me. And you never know when someone is just going to come and, and really help you out just because you asked for it. And so it really helps to just have people who, who are looking out for you, but they won't know you need help unless unless you tell them. And my other thing would be taking advantage of, of everything, especially your education. I think that we're very lucky for us that live in America to, you know, have access to education and you can become whatever you want. You just have to really work hard and I don't even think you have to be all that smart to to get far in life if you're willing to put in the work. Uh, and then the last thing would be to just travel often because it will it will change your perspective on, on a lot of things and, and really help you be grateful for everything that you have, especially being from, from America. Jessica, thank you so much for this incredible conversation today. I think many people are going to listen to this and really be inspired by it all. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, of course. Thanks for listening to We Go Places. If you know of a great guest for this podcast, send me an email at b-t-u-r-n-b-a-u-g-h at d94.org. Music provided by Joe Villacat.